0: like a full-on meltdown it was like a tantrum that a child would have about crisps and he was like right I'm going to shut this this door over Laura and I'm just going to give you a few moments and when he came back I was like scoffing all these crisps (laughs) 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 it's like like, see you can't snap on them I was like leave me alone (laughs)
1: Hello, thank you for listening to episode 7 of Same Shit Different Brain with me, Rebecca Ryder. I hope you had a good bank holiday. I discovered I can do a cracking Tom Jones impression on the bank holiday. It just came over me in Wales. But that's another story for another time. And it involves my good friend, Mr. Elvis Presley. So, one of the worst bits about doing a podcast, besides these awful impressions, is listening back and thinking of all the things you wish you'd said differently because i'm not a psychologist i'm still learning just like you but i wanted to make clear about some of the things like positive thinking and gratitude we discussed in the last episode as i completely get how annoying these things might sound because things like this sound dangerously similar to what can be really harmful basically ignorant advice like just think positive or cheer up or just be grateful for what you've got but they're not that at all and there definitely are toxic phrases that do need replacing for more understanding forms of support it's about realizing that thoughts aren't facts they can be challenged but it does take work and knowing how to do it so it's not easy but you don't have to take them as the truth and you can consciously replace them with more productive thoughts so that's what we were trying to say but emotions are different because they're a estate you shouldn't push away negative emotions they're authentic they're natural and they come from deep inside you and the more you try to bottle your feelings up when you feel bad rather than accepting that you're an emotional perfectly functional normal human being the worse you'd actually end up feeling but this week on the podcast I have my old uni housemate Laura White I know her as Laura Hartfield before Dean made an honest woman of her and it was so lovely catching up she's been listening faithfully to the podcast every episode and she keeps sending me lovely messages about it and it was so nice that she kept referring back to specific bits of previous episodes considering we haven't seen each other for 10 years which makes me feel very old it's just really nice to know that people who meant a lot to you are still there supporting you after all that time so we chatted about Laura's journey into motherhood recently after she went on maternity leave just as the first lockdown hit and was separated from her family for a good while as she gave birth and started to bring up the gorgeous hazel in a very strangely socially distanced world. We also chatted about coping methods for anxious thoughts, the impact of hormones and periods and all that womanly stuff and mental health, moving abroad, which we were both doing the last time I saw her, and why you have to live for today. I hope you enjoy it. Oh, she's here. Hi. <laughs> Hi, you okay? All right, long time no see. I know, let me, do what, let me do what old people do. Let me have a good look at your face. You've <laughs> oh, changed. Weird, is not it? Oh. I know. What, what are you doing now? What t- I'm a teacher now. Ah, I've been right teaching
0: on. for about five years.
1: Oh, nice. Um, Primary?
0: Yeah, early years. So from three till five. Ages yeah. three till five, not three till five in the afternoon.
1: <laughs> yeah that would be all right wouldn't it it would be ideal <laughs> <laughs> so I can't remember when it would have been when we last saw each other was it now in Manchester
0: it was probably about 10 years ago
1: oh my god that's mental isn't it I
0: know it's, it's madness isn't it it's madness like how much life has changed for the two of us in those 10 years I think
1: yeah.
0: it's I still don't feel like 34 I still only oh, feel god, like I'm no.
1: about- was it, did you go to Australia after I last saw you? Had you already yeah. been there I can't remember. Oh yeah, I think
0: that, that was possibly the last time I seen you, was at my going away party.
1: Right. How long were you in was, Australia for? Um, just shy of three years. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's sort of the same amount of time I did Spain for as well, which yeah. I think might have been around the same time. So yeah, we sort of did that around the same age, didn't we? Yeah, yeah.
0: I was like, all right, I've, I've had enough, I'm, I'm leaving but you always end up coming back, don't you?
1: Yeah, I know. You just, you go out there and you don't really think about the future. But then, yeah, you just kind of, you, you realise what you miss when you're there. Obviously, the weather. It was the grass I missed. I missed
0: green oh. grass.
1: Yeah. When
0: I came home, everything looks so green. And oh. I remember my dad, well, and crisps as well. Crisps was like a main thing. <laughs> my dad took me And I was like up and down the crisp pile for about an hour. Just like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> How <laughs> I've missed good. you. <laughs> yeah I miss grass yeah it's nice like seeing I didn't realize a couple of years ago how much I thrive off being like in a, a green space like I couldn't yeah I couldn't live somewhere now that wasn't quite green like because I have a dog as well to so take him to the park like two or three times a day and yeah it just calms me straight away and being somewhere green yeah it's
0: nice is it? we have we have a sheep dog so we we take um, her out quite a yeah i'll well, say we take her out she takes us out <laughs> oh
1: god yeah full of energy aren't they they need loads of work as well don't they yeah slightly what's she called rosie a little bit of sheepdog she is so yeah. how's hazel doing she's good
0: she's fab she's she turns one in three weeks
1: oh does she yeah
0: so yeah. it's just flown by i keep saying to dean like my, my husband yeah. oh, my god can you believe in three weeks we're we'll gonna we'll have a one-year-old like oh, an actual living breathing one year old. Oh, it's like crazy. does stuff now. She's not just there. It's like, yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. she's everywhere. She's like is. a blue but <laughs> Just yeah, she's, she's like, everywhere you don't want it. To in, in your drawers, <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless her. I've been in work today, but because a lot of um, things now aren't face to face, it's all done via Zoom. Awesome. Um, I'm head of the department. Oh, are you? Hi, yeah. I all have well, to then. a lot. Of, thank you very much. Um, cool. I have like a lot of meetings and stuff, so today's just been. Zoom, zoom,
1: zoom. it's just taken yeah. over now isn't it a lot of those things won't probably won't yeah. go back because people well, i was saying
0: before was like, my dad comes over on a tuesday and looks after hazel while we're in work and yeah. I, I said oh i've been on zooms all day but it's just so natural now like going back a yeah. year ago it was like oh zoom let's have a zoom party i know now, it's like, like an, everyday
1: life yeah and like going on zoom calls people would be like a bit paranoid about seeing everyone's faces there and stuff but yeah it's just it's just completely normal now it's just yeah. changed everything hasn't it i hope I was when, about today like i hope people are still actually going to get together and change some things back do you know what i mean like i was thinking about like exercise classes are like not that really gold to many but but, like, things like a writing class I went to a couple of years ago, I thought, God, they would do that online now. But it'd be quite sad if yeah, a lot of things just changed. Yeah, that
0: face to face-to-face though. Yeah. That face-to-face and, and being with other people in a room, I think that's that's one thing that I've missed. It's all right yeah. doing these Zooms because you're not socially, like, socially distancing, but it's not the same as having yeah. someone sitting opposite you.
1: Definitely. Being able
0: to, like, see that person.
1: Yeah, exactly, um, it's not, and hopefully might get to meet up again I soon at some point. they are saying now,
0: end of May, aren't they? End of May, June? Yeah. So people can, Yeah, actually, they're, they're going to completely think about relaxing, social distancing altogether.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's still like, yeah. that's only a few weeks away, isn't it? It's mad to think that mm-hmm. it could all be over then, but um, you just don't know, it's all still a bit vague, isn't it? And you hear a lot of conflicting things. I can't even go into it, without having like a mini meltdown, oh, so well. God help <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, it seems doesn't it? Just to go from still being sort of restrictions just to be back to normal next month. Yeah, yeah we'll say. Yeah, exactly. So how is your day going today?
0: Yeah, it's good. Like I always look forward to Tuesdays. Oh, that's as I good. said, my dad comes over and cooks for us. Oh nice. <laughs> so it's like a nice treat. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. It's it's been the weather's been a bit rubbish. Then yeah. it always has a bit of a damper on your day. So the, the children in the classroom were wild. Oh really? Cuz they never got to go outside and play. Oh. Um yeah, it's just it's quite nice cuz like, I come home then and I don't have to bother cooking or anything so I can just come back and chill. I don't oh. have to worry about what I'm getting out of the fridge or Yeah. So yeah, I've I've actually enjoyed yeah. it. That's and awesome. I don't mind doing the Zooms either. Sometimes it gets you out of the classroom. Yeah. <gasps> i um because obviously we weren't in yesterday either with it being a bank holiday so i woke up this morning thinking oh it's monday today and then i realized it was tuesday <laughs> i was like oh it's tuesday i don't have to cook i couldn't have because i don't work thursdays either so i was like
1: right i've got three days left in work and it's the weekend again so it's been a lot better than what i thought it would be well that's good do you know it's like the kids do they still seem like they're just really manic, like glad to be out of lockdown because it must be. They um, must be back it's been,
0: yeah, it's, it's been really, really tricky for them because they are so young. Yeah, the children that are in the class, and it's had an effect on them that you would it's hard to explain. I bet, yeah, it's like they've gone back because I I'm, I'm mainly teach nurse reception. Sorry, so the first like couple of terms when you're teaching them, it's all about like sharing like, the communication language, like, and personal social skills. And it's like they've just forgotten it all. So they've, they've come back, and they were wild for, like the first couple of weeks, like, leading yeah. up to Easter. They just – it was – I was having to speak to parents all the time because they were fighting. They'd oh, forgotten yeah. how to play with each other. Hard
1: to be expected,
0: isn't it, really? Well,
1: yeah. Yeah, and
0: then some of them, because all they'd had was adult interaction, they'd seen me on Zoom because I was Zooming throughout the day, but – because all they'd had was adult interaction. They were just craving adult attention Yeah. all the time. It's like, well, why don't you go and play with your friends? I, I don't I don't know what to play with. Oh. Like, they recommended us to go down, and, which we did, obviously, because I wasn't going to turn around and say no. But it's just yeah. modelling how to play with each other again, and that's been the main thing that we've been doing these last few weeks, because oh, no. these poor little children just haven't got a clue what's going on. No. Um, and... If, if someone coughs in the classroom, they're like, oh, oh, oh I can imagine. So so you need to go and wash your hands and, and, and you know, it's, they're quite um, astute, is that the right word? They're quite yeah. astute, to it, like they're on the ball,
1: right. probably than some of us adults, to be honest, it's just kind well, of been drilled into them. Yeah, exactly, I mean, getting conditioned to live like that at a young age, that's going to stay with yeah. them, isn't it, for a while? Yeah.
0: And then in the classroom, because like we, we're, we're together constantly anyway, and they can't social distance at that age because they're just, they're too young to understand it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when, when you're in the classroom, social distancing goes out the window. Yeah. Um, but then they used to seeing us with, like, visors on and stuff now. And I mean, if you wow. think when you in primary school, if you saw someone with a visor on, you'd think that they were from Star Wars or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that what you have to wear all the time? um I use it when I'm either walking through the school because you're not supposed to mix bubbles oh. or if I can speak to a parent things like that but like I say in the classroom kind of goes out of out of whack because there's only so much you can do but we're having to do lateral flow tests twice a week oh and right. I've had my vaccination as well um I've had both oh, vaccinations yeah so
1: I'm all up to date now I yeah. don't need to go back the vet now for another year
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh it's a relief to get it isn't it I've I've yeah. had the first one because when I'm back in the office, we're based like, at the hospital, mental health care hospital. But yeah, it's it's just it's how much longer it's going to go on for. I mean, it's such a strange yeah. atmosphere for children to be in, isn't it? After they think everything's ended and they've been locked down for all that time, locked away at home. Yeah, yeah. They was strange for, for us as adults because when
0: the second lockdown came, so they said the schools were closing, but we were in, we were in school full time. We weren't working from home, right? Yeah. we had over fifty percent of the children actually in the school still because they were either key worker children or vulnerable children. Oh, okay. So we were teaching the children in the classroom as well as teaching on Zoom at the same time. So it was, it was mad. It was madness. We were so used to having like a small oh, group right. of children, and then they all came back, and us as adults, like we just didn't know what to do with ourselves. It was just like, oh my word! Yeah, <laughs> it was just completely overwhelming. I bet yeah yeah it sounds like chaos I think you can process things a lot differently as well when you're an adult like you understand things so yeah. for us to be like that for me like Lindsay who I work with god only knows what these poor little ones were thinking because they can't communicate no or
1: deal with how they're thinking so it's just unprecedented like there's no real but for this so there's no nothing to yeah. look through to be like how is, <laughs> would this have been done before you know it must just be a really weird situation yeah. for all
0: of you yeah, so there's, there's just a whole lot of
1: like mental well-being now around the
0: school and I think that's I think that's like across all the schools now within oh, well the world probably is focusing on mental health of children because it's a big thing and well, so, as well, before all this I, I mean we, we touched on it before, like prior because we had to do mental health training but I think now our sole purpose in the classroom is to make sure that all these children's mental health is is well. It's not all a okay, but good you know,
1: say. yeah, we
0: can spot a mile away now
1: if if something's not right or yeah, if a child's feeling a certain way. So yeah, that's, that's a good, good thing I guess because they're going, they're probably going to be like the first generation that's really been raised with that as a high priority, and they're probably going to get quite comfortable with talking about things like that with the friends, yeah. which you couldn't really have said for any generations before that it's not something no. that was really high on the agenda yeah. No,
0: when we were kids it was just get on with it I know <laughs> go out and play for a bit you'll be all right yeah <laughs> come back when the sun's going down yeah although I think we did play outside a lot more
1: didn't we so maybe that did help <laughs> yeah probably a bit a bit, bit Monday. yeah could be our like <laughs> summer holidays could be out from like early in the morning so last thing at night without we- even coming in sometimes. But, yeah. I mean not that late, you know. I had I had curfew, but I was Mine <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> was the sec- my second street light. When the second street light
0: came on, I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I'd just hear a whistle and I'd be like, Oh no, that's my dad. Because <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> it was a certain type of whistle, it was
1: like a bring <gasps> <like>, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mobile then, could they? <laughs> oh no, no. So, in terms of yourself, what are the things that you would say impact your mental health the most? Um,
0: gosh. As a whole, my mental health is up and down quite a bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and a couple of years ago, I had a really low dip yeah. in my mental health, and it took the people saying to me, "Like, are you okay?" Yeah. And I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine." And you can tell what I'm thinking because my face tells a thousand pictures like you know if I'm upset you know if I'm angry or you know I can't hide anything and I just kind of kept saying yeah yeah I'm fine I'm fine and then one day I I remember I was in the bath and I was thinking do you know what actually I'm not I'm not all right yeah um and I went in to speak to my my boss and just said to her like listen I'm 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 struggling a bit like with my own thoughts um my grandma had just passed away and I was really really close to my grandma um and it was at that moment, really, that I started to understand my mental health a bit more. So, yeah, so my mental health is, like, up and down. And then I kind of thought then, right, I need to go and speak to someone. So I spoke to someone, felt fine. And then winter came along, and I felt exactly the same again. Um, I went to speak to the doctor. And the doctor was like, oh, maybe may be suffering from this thing called SAD. And it's, like, seasonal oh, no. depression, harder. yeah. So, like, as soon as it gets dark, I'm just, like grumpy moaning and it happened again like I just had like a really low dip again and it started to like really affect my work and again I went to speak to the same person they are like right we need to try different strategies yeah. um do you go out walking so I was like yeah I do so like, well, what you need to do is when you're out walking you need to think about all the things that are bothering you and then as soon as you get home or you get to school you forget about it you park it up and you leave it there yeah, so you dedicate in that pocket of time to get it yeah. all out and then, yeah. Which yeah. I was doing and it really, really helped. And yeah. I have kind of do that all the time now. Oh, that's good. Um, cool. I go out walking, like I walk to school every day. Yeah. Um, I did it this morning because it was raining. <laughs> like pouring rain. Oh, blame you. yeah, it's been terrible. But I walked. I say walk to school. So like I'm at school. I walk to work every day yeah. um, and I walk home because it's about a 15, 20 minute walk. So it's not too far. And then... I found out, I got married about two, two years ago, and then I found out I was pregnant um, not so long after, which was amazing, fantastic.
1: Yeah.
0: Then there was something in the back of my mind then just thinking like, am I gonna have another dip here whilst I'm pregnant? All these people were like giving me loads of information about um, like prenatal depression and about postnatal depression. And it was just kind of getting like thrown at me constantly. Right. Um. Like, oh, it, are you feeling this way, are you feeling that way? And it got to the point where I thought, am I supposed to be feeling this way because I felt that way in the past? Right. That makes Making sense. you think about it more. Yeah. And, like, and do, do you know what? Like, throughout the whole pregnancy, like, I was very, very lucky because I never suffered with anything at all. Oh, that's good. Um, But I almost felt guilty that I didn't – that sounds really bad, That doesn't it? That like, I almost felt guilty that I
1: didn't feel a certain way because I felt I – felt, I don't know. It's hard to explain. You mean like you you made yourself think like why yeah. caring enough yeah. to start feeling the pressure or whatever?
0: Yeah, and then when when um, it got to like last year, it was last March. Um, I got a phone call from work, and they were like, you know, don't come in tomorrow. Um, we don't know how COVID's going to affect pregnant people. We'll we'll get in contact with you to let you know when you can come back in. And then that was it then. That was it. My maternity started then. Um, I went back to work. And then it, it was until... <laughs> I'm going to get a bit graphic now, sorry. It was only until I had my first period after having a baby Yeah. that these feelings started to creep in again. Right, like, yeah. And now, this is this is like cutting the long short story short, I know now when I'm very, very hormonal yeah I get like these ups and downs bouts of depression not to, I I, would, I wouldn't really say it was depression so I'm not depressed but like anxiety these yeah. emotions that I just can't control and I think it's all to my hormones and it's it's taken me a while to kind of figure it all out it's been like a two-year process yeah, yeah. two three-year process of understanding my own mental health and now I know when I'm starting to feel a certain way and I can remove myself from that situation. And it is all to do with like my, my body clock, my body hormones. And I get like I get like this rage. It's it's weird. I don't know whether you accept whether oh, you've ever oh experienced it. and yeah. sometimes I feel really bad on Dean sometimes because I have to say to him like days prior. I was like, I can feel it building up. I'm really sorry like just ignore me for the next couple of days because I am probably going to be really horrible and I don't mean to be and I, n- I never take it out on hazel or anything like that and if anything I think I ever compensate by like giving her a, a few more cuddles yeah well I just have to get out and sometimes oh. I just have to scream and <laughs> yeah I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it answers the question oh, yeah. anyway I've just like totally gone off on oh, some no. tangent there
1: no it's 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 interesting because I've, I've been hearing more recently, like people talking more on podcasts and things about how closely linked where you are in your cycle is to your mental health. And it makes perfect sense because... It's the hormones like suddenly yeah, totally. arriving like like a, a truck and um, everyone knows that you know, oh I've got um P what do you call it um PTST <laughs> what you call it P menstrual blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say PTSD just <laughs> is gonna be doing it work. Is right? Or it could be terrible <laughs> sounding word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, P, you know, PMT. That's like something people have always talked about, but we're just not like there's not that much information about just like looking out for the signs and things and like, Mm People have said they've kept like a diary of where they're at in the cycle. Now they know every week exactly how they're going to feel according to their cycle, and it's yeah, just it is. it's bonkers. I, you just it just happens and you just deal with it as it happens. And I, I used to surprise myself, even though I had I used to, it might have been because I was on a different pill. I don't know because that there's so much with the pill like that can really affect your mental health, and there's just not enough research. Into yeah, it.
0: well, I a few years ago I had the implant and. It got to like three years, so I went and had it changed. But they never, the doctor never told me that the hormone in the implant had changed. And it sent me west. Oh, God. Like, I was like, banging my head. I was like, it sounds proper mental. This is before I was teaching. So <laughs> this is before I was a grown up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, you just sent me completely yeah. off the rails. Like, I just, you couldn't speak to me. Like, my friend at one point said to me, like, Laura, you could be bipolar. I was like, oh my, I'm not. Don't label me bipolar. Don't label me bipolar. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just—it's—it's completely mad. So now I've—I'm not taking any hormone or anything because I just thought I need to give my body a rest. I need to—I need to get to grips with my own body and understand my own body first before Mm -hmm. I start pumping myself full of
1: chemicals and hormones again. I did that a couple of years ago because I started reading more about it and like how many hidden dangers there are and there's just not enough like resource de- dedicated to it and mm. women are just given pills you know left right, and center and not really telling them about the side effects and they can all affect people differently anyway
0: yeah.
1: but um yeah it's scary just putting putting something yeah. inside you that's might not even be properly researched or there might it, be rules. it has
0: it has helped I me mean, like don't get me wrong like the the said so my the build-up in like my emotions like leading up to it is not it's not nice but yeah.
1: I do understand myself a lot more and I do feel better for it um well it's useful just now isn't it because then you can prepare for it and it doesn't just happen yeah. and then you're gonna be more compassionate with yourself rather than beating yourself up about and thinking, God, I'm crazy, you know. And, it, and it's just a complete like biological thing or a chemical. Well, last it was a few weeks ago now. Um,
0: Dina gone to ASDA. Like this is just an example. Yeah. And I could feel myself like I was getting like really antsy in the house, just thinking, oh, what, what, like, what have I got to pick on? What, what food have I got? I went downstairs, we had like a naughty cupboard and, um, I, it and I, I wanted like some crisps, but I didn't want like Walker's crisps, I wanted like snacky crisps. <laughs> Sounds really pathetic. Sounds really, really pathetic when I when I say out loud.
1: And he came back. Oh, I've bought Asda's
0: multi pack of meat crisps. I was like, I don't want multi pack meat crisps. (laughs) I want snacky crisps. And I had like a full on meltdown. It was like a tantrum that a child would have about crisps. And he was like, Right, I'm going to shut this this door over Laura, and I'm just going to give you a few moments. And when he came back, I was like scoffing all these crisps. It's like see you can't leave. snap on them I was
1: like leave me alone <laughs> it's good that he knows just to like give you that time by yourself because that's the only thing for it isn't it like when you feel like that it's, yeah I mean I've been exercising a lot like so I go I go out walking. and I take the dog like the
0: dog's been a saving grace really Oh God. um yeah. like just having Hazel, or just being able to get out with the dog and and just go off walking with her and i'm quite fortunate really like where we live we've got quite a lot of like greenland um yeah that's good and and stuff so we can just go off walking for ages and you won't bump into anyone and it's quite nice really just to escape
1: and clear your mind oh yeah sounds lovely i mean that's what was needed over the last year more than ever isn't it like and having a dog just forces you to get out like in the morning or like you know at lunch take a break the yeah, it's nice now as well because hazel's not as she doesn't need me as much as she did when because
0: yeah. i was i was feeding her myself like when she was a, a smaller baby so i can get out now like dean can have hazel and i can get out with the dog oh yeah that's good and have a bit of time to myself which is something that i've missed quite a lot yeah um, yeah you need that bit of space yeah I mean I love I love hazel to bits and yeah. you know I wouldn't yeah, <laughs> it's but, nice coming back and seeing no, her
1: but yeah you do you do you do need some time to yourself because nice. you forget yourself you do yeah it's it's taxing isn't it do, were you breastfeeding yeah. yeah yeah so a I, I breastfed until she was about eight well until she got her bottom
0: teeth and it was like oh <laughs> <Aww. laughs> <Well>, thank you <laughs>
1: <Have> you done <laughs>
0: yeah oh god I'd heard some horror stories so I thought no oh. no <laughs>
1: um,
0: but she yeah I, I was expressing in work which was hard oh god uh, we, we literally the school that I work in is tiny so it's a really small like old old school so I had to, like, make sure that there was space for me to do it every day. And right. it sounds like with me being head of the department some days, I just didn't get a chance to go and sit down. And then I'd be, I'd be coming with boobs,
1: like, be bulging. Like, oh. Oh. Um, so slowly and surely. So what would you tell other people going through these issues? Speak out. Yeah. Speak out to other people because...
0: Nine times out of ten, the person stood next to you, your friend's probably going through exactly the same as what you're going through or has gone through what you've gone through. People just aren't willing to speak about it as much. Now they are. It's becoming a lot more apparent that people have been feeling this way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, just just speak out and don't be afraid to to tell people how you're feeling. I think I think that goes back to like the first podcast that you did. <laughs> is it Stewie or Stew? and he was saying like you know let people know how you feel which is totally it's totally right if you're having a crappy day like let someone know because like if I'm walking around with a right stonk on my face and someone comes up and I'm really short with them you know that they might think that I'm just being really rude with them when in fact I've had a bit of a crappy morning I've just had or I've just had some crappy news or I'm dealing with something personally like it's not a personal vendetta Mm -hmm. against them but I think obviously obviously I've had a baby and what have you I think it's just speaking out about how you're feeling and how you how you're dealing with things I I say I've been quite lucky really I've been able to like internalize a lot of my own thoughts and I've kind of like psychoanalyzed myself
1: (laughs) um
0: to understand like why I'm feeling the way that I am feeling, and it, it's it's not been easy. I've, I've had days where I've just thought like, not that I want to give up, but I've just had days where I think, oh,
1: just what? Like getting a bit hopeless, yeah.
0: What am I? Who am I? Like, what's going on? Like, just leave me alone. And then other days, I'm I'm like a dog. Right, who's just found something shiny like I'm all over the place and yeah. you probably noticed me sitting speaking to you know I'm, I'm really scatty all the time <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't can't keep still. Yeah. <laughs> Can I keep still
1: it's just so useful though isn't it just getting to know yourself and I think loads of people yeah have... it, it have... is and I'm just safe. speaking yeah. out like it's we're too we're too
0: good at keeping things to ourselves yeah and being polite for being polite's sake like exactly. let's stop all this Let's get it all out there. And people just need to be honest with each other. Yeah. I think well, there's too much too... We're, we're frightened of upsetting other people. Yeah. If someone else is feeling a certain way, we don't want to upset them. But you speaking about how you're feeling
1: might actually help them deal with how they're feeling. Exactly. It's like a mixture of things, isn't it? Like the instinct is just to say that you're fine and to not say something that might be a bit like oh like make them feel you don't want them to react the wrong way make you feel worse but most of the time Mm. people would not do that people would be supportive and um the more that people talk about these things like everyone's talking about now so many like so many podcasts about it now and like men doing it a lot more as well which is really good like male mental health podcasts and the more people talk about how they feel and the things you re- the more you realize everyone's feeling the same way the more daft it seems that we're all pretending that we're not <laughs> now though
0: like that's the thing like people like because we, we have like this exterior like where everything has to be fine we, we can't show any any cracks what, what? but in fact like if you if you look inside a bit of everyone we're all not, no one's perfect
1: no and
0: right, that'd it, be boring oh, but
1: yeah you wouldn't want to be would you like people's vulnerabilities are what make them human and they're what help people sort of connect to each other but I think mm. buying the more you bottle things up the more you sort of people can deny things to themselves as well you know like oh yeah definitely even denying your own feelings like I keep hearing recently I really like this phrase what you resist persists um it's not a new phrase it's, I think it's a Carl Jung quote but um just hearing people using it a lot more and it's like I was talking in the last podcast about like positive, turning negative thoughts into positive thoughts but like I hope no one misunderstood it and like you know everyone has negative thoughts that's normal but it's how you learn how to deal with them can be really useful but negative emotions you have to feel that. was like you shouldn't worry about trying to turn them into positive emotions do you know what I mean like you can turn the way that you deal with emotions is through thoughts and you can change those into more constructive ones so you don't drive you crazy and get you feeling down but with emotions like if you feel like crying just cry like have you ever had that where you've tried to resist crying for days and because you like questioned it and you're like why do do I want to cry like trying to stop crying like who cares if you want to cry just cry and you feel so much better after it I think the yeah, feeling I of think, hiding it is so much worse. I think the shower or the bath is like my thinking
0: place. Like I'll just go and yeah. sit in the bath until the water's cold. But often, like some box I do. I just kind of mull over everything. Yeah. Um Sometimes I'll have a bit of a cry in the bath <laughs> if there's something that's been bothering me. Yeah.
1: Um, so to do it it's it's just cathartic. <laughs> Once yeah, just
0: out. bathing in my own tears.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but, <laughs> but sometimes you do like, you just need to cry you just need to let it out give yourself a good ugly cry you always feel better after an ugly cry
1: Definitely. Um, it's, it's and, like some kind of workout or something or it's like it can be as good as like going to therapy or something And just god like i think I think so many times in my life where I've tried not to cry and then I felt so much worse and I thought god if I just cried at that point I might have moved on from it quicker do you know what I mean like I think there's stigma around it and having feeling negatively but we're all gonna feel that. even with anger like you were saying like you know obviously you can learn to sort of process things differently but yeah you can't beat yourself up for feeling real human emotions because that's Um, who we are it's just normal
0: just, yeah, it is it's just learning to process them and yeah and having, having something to go to to kind of relieve it
1: yeah
0: like for me it's going out walking or you know, I've started exercising quite a bit now as well in the house just doing like five ten minutes here and there when I can and that helps quite a bit yeah, yeah just I'm doing fine. like plank <laughs> trying to get my my, my my personal best on a plank <laughs> just oh, those two oh, minutes
1: that's I that's like don't oh, speak yeah. I hate planks <laughs> when they um say to do them in yoga I just end up, like dropping straight to the floor in the stomach <laughs> like I can't be bothered holding <laughs> yeah, <that. laughs> I'm, I'm a plank with no arms and legs <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think the right way to do it with exercise like instead of pressing yourself to do a whole like hour at a time just like I just do it regularly and smaller an hour at a time. I'd enjoy it but I think, I think I'd get bored halfway yeah, through, so
0: I've I, I just been doing like five minutes here and there, it, it, it's been helping, yeah, because so, I was just eating as well, like that's another thing that I was doing, I was just eating loads
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: think it got to like February and I was like, right, you need to sort yourself out, Laura, <laughs> like not, no clothes would fit me, I was still wearing maternity clothes, <laughs> I was thinking, right, what can I do, so I detox for five days. Okay. um and then i've just been eating really healthy since and that's helped quite a lot as well that's helped with like the clarity of my thinking i think because yeah. i'm not eating loads of junk
1: anymore yeah that can um, me as well like when lockdown started i think to be fair i think i just started eating a lot i started eating a lot better stuff because like i was working from home with matt and he like would make really good lunches where i'd probably just yeah, you door, door. looks lovely, looks lovely always jealous <laughs> I was like I was the only thing that's gonna make our days exciting now is food so I was like I don't care I'm just gonna not that I was eating loads of like takeaways and stuff but I was just like sort of going all out with food a little bit and really enjoying my food but then if it veers into sort of I'm eating too much crap then it starts hurting my stomach and then you start feeling rubbish don't you so you you definitely have to keep it balanced, but yeah, yeah. I don't. I've not really worn my jeans for a long time. <laughs> but I was just like, I don't <laughs> care. I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna make the most of yeah. it. <laughs> so, what's your coping method when you're having a rubbish day?
0: Like, like I said, like I touched on it before about like walking. Yeah, is is in thinking about everything while you're out and about, getting a good march on. The harder you think, the faster you walk. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like and i have i have like a i have like a a music playlist of about four songs but it's like proper trance music like, <laughs> I'm just like so if anyone sees them they must just think that oh my god here I come have you ever seen that uh video of the um uh, the, the viking is it's like it's like the the trance viking i think it is it's like this know. viking just like, I think that's what I must look like, just walking, with with hands like this, <laughs> um, with your helmet just, on. Going out, thinking about everything, and then like, parking it. Don't bring it into the house. Having a bath, having that's that time. Lovely. Yeah. Just taking some time for yourself. Like I, I, that's yeah. if, if I've got anything out of it all, it's just just having that time to myself. Yeah. Some people don't. Some people like to be surrounded with others when they're feeling like that it's so yeah it's
1: keeping the balance isn't it like you can definitely yeah. since we've been allowed to socialize a little bit again that has definitely helped me feel better in a lot of ways but then I do still need my own time I think I always enjoyed my own company anyway but then yeah I just got to the point locked lockdown like too much yeah and then um like you say you, you everyone said it you they suddenly like have a lot more time hearing their own thoughts so I think that's what's led people to actually tackle them a little bit more and have these yeah. coping strategies and they'll just keep doing them now in everyday life like we'll all
0: yeah like I know that you've you've mentioned about keeping a diary haven't you like is it a like an affirmation I wish I could do something like that but I just I haven't got
1: the patience for it do you know what the, I think... the reason I really got like for years I kept saying I'm gonna journal more I'm gonna journal more I just didn't make time for it and then I got live coaching last year and she made me send her every day a summary of every day so it took me maybe like 20 minutes um and that made me accountable but then I was like I want to write it down I don't want to be um it's an extra like pocket of time that I've got typing on my phone or on my laptop like screen time so it's like, I'm just yeah. gonna not send it to her anymore but I don't by that time I'd already got into the habit of doing it so now I'll just write that down every day and then I've got a gratitude one and then I've got like this three good things one I've, I've even got a manifesting one now I keep adding more things to it so I'm writing mm-hmm. for but then, I, I think like this time next year you might look back at it and think oh look at that look how I was feeling on that day isn't that lovely it's so useful like to be fair I did start to journal a little bit more like just a few months before the pandemic started I did start to get back into the habit of it more and I wasn't doing it every day but like every week or every few weeks sometimes that's so useful now and I look back at that because I can immediately compare like before times and after times and it's
0: no see I wish I wish I had the patience to do it because it would have been interesting to look back, especially yeah. over the journey of
1: these last two years. Yeah, it's just getting into a habit with it, I think, um, and not pressing yourself to write absolutely loads. Like, because the the one for my life coach was like a set page every day, and like, it's just a paragraph for each question. It made it sort of manageable. Um, yeah. But I love writing, and it just chills me out like, doing it's that. Always been, that's, you did it at university as well, didn't you? And stuff, yeah. So. Well, like, at the end of the day, I'll go and sit and do that, and then I feel like I've transitioned into the even then and sort of feel dead relaxed about it.
0: Oh, well, that's a nice nice thing to do, and I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad that's what
1: you do when, you, when you're having a crap day. It's
0: lovely, though. I just wish I could, but I, I do. I just I just go out walking, I and mean, I just I clear my mind that way. Yeah. Or, definitely helps as well I'll, I'll sit in the bath like I said and I'll, I'll just watch uh, something on my phone I know it's bad for you to like sit there watching something but I put something on that I don't need to think about so it'll usually be some like as Dean calls it crappy TV <laughs> but I'll just put something on that I don't need to think about yeah I don't need to put
1: all my energy into watching that it can be on and I can just just mellow out a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot to be said for that as well. Like, honestly, I'm talking about like trying to reduce my screen time. But when it comes to TV, bloody hell, that's gone through the roof in the last year. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> married binge watch. Every, I think I've binge watched every series going. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know, it's like asking people for recommendations and then they're asking for recommendations. Everyone talks about what shows they've been watching, don't they? But it's so relaxing yeah. just out and like you're saying something that's not too stressful. It's entertaining. I, yeah, I think i've watched drag
0: race i think i've watched it on repeat about three times i've <laughs> i've seen every season like going
1: again oh no so, bigger fan than me then it <laughs> was really good actually because after christmas it was like we went into another lockdown but we had drag race uk and drag race us so for everyone you know, the
0: oh, ones just like, started yeah. as well oh, Australia.
1: Yeah. yeah i'm gonna watch that so uh, that's
0: all i do just i just want to be a drag queen
1: they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have such a fabulous life. oh <laughs> god it's Such feel good TV. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like, It actually made me laugh.
0: Not not the podcast, but when you were interviewing Jade, because we were obsessed with with uh, top model when we were at university. Oh, we used to like, power. yeah, yeah, like we used to like be like, oh my god, Tyra's on. <laughs> we'd run downstairs and oh, we'd watch oh. it in that
1: little basement, like. Living room that bloody we had room. with the snail. Huh? <laughs> that bloody house. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when I came home and found a tramp on my bed? What? No, <laughs> how do I not remember this? <laughs> Who is this? Do you not remember? No, <laughs> what's that? <called? laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my oh my god! Yeah, we have been out. Oh, sorry, we'd been out somewhere, <laughs> and, and when we come home, I'd left my bedroom
1: window open, and there was a tramp sleeping in my bed. Do you not remember? Oh, oh my what? god! What? What? How, oh. I can't believe I would have forgotten this. Oh gosh! What happened? Did you confront? Oh, me? it still cracks me up. Yeah, I just
0: come in. He was just sleeping there in the bed. I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you. That, really that's terrifying sure we've been out to like Brighton Beach or somewhere or we've been out on a night out anyway Jesus what was Brighton Beach um the nightclub that used to come round every so often oh, and we go to god. Leeds University for it
1: oh god am showing my age now because I going to cast my mind back <laughs> yeah. there's a lot that I don't remember I was drunk that's my <laughs> excuse <laughs>
0: Oh, don't sorry, that, that just oh,
1: like, popped into my head. Then I thought I'd share <laughs> <that with you. laughs> I'm going to move on from that now. That image in my mind. <laughs> Actually, I woke up once as well. Everyone came in for a night out, and I went to the toilet. And when I went back into my room, there was a girl in my bed, and I absolutely <laughs> jumped out my skin and screamed. It was the creepiest thing that ever happened to me. because I was like, "I've just got out of bed. It's the middle of the night, and then there's a girl in my bed." I was like, is that a ghost? And the weird thing was because she was drunk, she sat there grinning at me, and I just <laughs> ran into Beth's room screaming, "Be like, there's a girl in my bed!" And it turned out like I, can't, I don't know whether you were on this night out, but a few of the rest of them had been out, and this girl had come home with them, been drinking downstairs, and then she just decided to go to bed in my bed because she went up and thought that it was an empty room, <laughs> so I had to ask her to go down, get out, hell out That's my bed. Isn't it? <laughs> 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 Yeah, very, very weird times. <laughs> Most people had a ball at uni, but we had just a, a set of <laughs> terrifying experiences. Oh god! <laughs> it was good. It was really good, <laughs> honest. <laughs> so, what's been your biggest challenge in lockdown? Um,
0: so as I said before, last year. I got that phone call from work saying don't come in tomorrow yeah um we don't know how covid affects pregnant people and then that was it then it was like right work from home so I was trying to work from home but right at that moment no one knew what was going to happen from one day to the next I was trying to work from home everyone else was still in school it was only a few weeks later that schools closed and it, it just we just went into lockdown I was just about to have a baby um, I couldn't see my mom. Couldn't see my dad. Couldn't see my brother and sister. My, my brother was a bit poorly at the time. Oh. Um, couldn't see anyone. So obviously a sardine. Yeah. Um And then, so my mum, I never saw like my mom or my dad for like the the remainder of my pregnancy from there on out. So like from what seven and a half months till I was full term. And then I had Hazel. Went into hospital. Wasn't allowed in with me. Oh,
1: God, yeah, it was so um, wasn't it? Oh. I was in
0: hospital for three days before I had Hazel because I went in to be induced. He was only allowed in once I'd, I'd gone past until I was like about to be put into the delivery room, but I was, oh, it was disgusting. If you'd have seen me, the poor girl that was, I was sharing a room without to be moved. <laughs> she was like, You all right, babe? I was like, No, you're next. <laughs> um so she had to be moved
1: <laughs> remove her from the area yeah
0: and <laughs> then I had Hazel and I stayed in hospital for a couple of days after and, and Dean obviously wasn't allowed in with me after that so we saw Hazel being born and then had to leave oh. and then I came home and I, my mum I never saw my mum for eight weeks oh. after having the baby so it's literally just me and Dean It it was nice because I had all that time with Hazel and that time to bond with Hazel and Dean had been furloughed leading up to me having the baby, but then I had to go back to work two weeks after. Um, so I was just on my own. Yeah, for a lot after just having a, a newborn baby and people were giving you all this information. Like, oh, you should be doing this. You should be doing this. You should be feeling this way. And actually I wasn't feeling that way and a lot of the information that they were giving me was just like what do you want me to do with it yeah (laughs) I'm just gonna deal with things on my own it's just been it was just really really strange and then yeah I just had this new baby and I was on my own couldn't see my mum couldn't see Dean's mum and dad um because we all live quite locally like with around each other and I'm very close to my family Dean's very close to his family and it was like all these ties had kind of been cut. Um, Hazel was eight weeks when, like I so said, when my mum first got a cuddle with her.
1: Um,
0: that was like when my mum had first had the first lateral flow test. because so my mum works in Hey Hospital. Right. Um, my brother had been in hospital. He'd been in hospital for like four weeks um, in Hey as well. Because I say he'd, he'd been really poorly. Oh, is he okay? um, yeah, uh, kind of. It's been it's been a tricky year for him. I, I won't go into it too much because I don't think he'd be too happy with me speaking about it too much. But yeah, it's up and down. But he's, he's on top of it. He got he got diagnosed with bowel disease. Well, okay. Um so it's just been he's trying to to live and balance it out. So he was very poorly, so we couldn't see him for a while. And then I went back to work when Hazel was four months because mm-hmm. I had to, because maternity, being a teacher is great because you get all these fantastic holidays, but working in like the social sector, like the social sector, the public sector like I do, like working for a council, you actually don't get the perks of like six month maternity or after mm-hmm. three months, my maternity got cut right down to like a quarter pay. So I had to go back to work and that was really difficult. So going from nothing at all to going back to work, luckily, like I said, I only worked four days now and I don't work on Thursdays, but I've gone from all that time just being me and Hazel to then being around other people again and other people were touching me again. And it was really tricky, like really, really tricky at first. And I didn't know quite know how to handle it.
1: Yeah.
0: But since that, I've I've been very very fortunate really the fact that we've not had anyone in the family touch, touch wood that has, has had really bad COVID. There's been people within the family that have had it, but not to the point that where they've been hospitalised.
1: Yeah.
0: When when restrictions were relaxed a bit more, you know, the first thing we did was mums and dads, and they've been round the corner and they've been amazing. And even like through this second bout of lockdown now because they're part of our childcare bubble oh, we've yeah. been able to have that connection and that that time with them we've not seen Dean's woman's dad as much because of health issues with, with them and like they're not wanting to catch anything because obviously I'm in work with children and other adults and Dean's in work with a lot of other adults, and then Hazel goes to nursery one day a week. So it just wasn't too many, risks. you know, that, that, was, that was just a too great a risk. Yeah. Um, and we still don't see them that often. I think once Dean's mum has a second vaccination, then that will open up a few more avenues for us, especially with Dean's mum and dad seeing Hazel a lot more. But it's just that's been the biggest thing is just not being able, because I'm a family person through and through not having your family there it's just been it's been really hard and I am very lucky I was speaking to like my one of my best friends lives in London and she's had it really tough like her and her husband because they they've got like really quite high established jobs and they've had to work from home throughout the whole pandemic with a toddler wow. with no family around them and and I think gosh I shouldn't, I shouldn't really be moaning like you know but because I am so close to my family I think that's been the, the biggest thing is just not when
1: I needed them the most that so I couldn't course, yeah, I couldn't lean on them. It's like the the least ideal situation you could have been in, like just not being allowed to have your support yeah. walk around you. Like you've done amazingly. And then like for eight weeks after Spawn as well, like you went when you just want family to you must have been desperate for them to meet up and but then obviously well
0: they came and sat in the garden a few yeah. times but we were inside like I I was just I was just so paranoid about you know I had this new human who was like just a bag of bones (laughs) (laughs) susceptible to all these new infections and like I just I was just so paranoid just to keep her safe and to keep myself safe and yeah it was just it was just very such a strange time um that's completely no And all I wanted to do was give me more cuddle. I think the first time when I gave my mum a cuddle, I just broke down into tears.
1: Oh, that must have been a huge relief. Yeah.
0: But now, say we've been, we have been very, very lucky that we've been able to maintain that childcare support bubble.
1: Yeah. Throughout this second wave. God, it's, it's just such a good thing that, that they came in, isn't it? I mean, obviously, in the first wave, people, it was the unknown that was scary, wasn't it? And not knowing. Yeah. If, like, the slightest thing that you did could essentially potentially kill someone, and it was just like that you were hearing so much about it that you just obviously you, you would naturally want to protect her anyway or protect Hazel, and then you've got everything else to think about mm-hmm. on top of it. Yeah, you've, you've done amazingly.
0: Thank you. And, and so, of like, all the other mums and stuff that have gone through it, and everyone else, like, you know, everyone's dealt with yeah. it differently, yeah. I've, I've experienced different things, but it's given me a whole new respect for. People that have gone through it and that are going through it now, especially like people that have had babies. I mean, I know it's affected everyone differently, but it has been tough. It really has, and and it's that worry of not knowing what's going to happen. So big up to all the mums out there, mums and grandmas and aunties oh, yeah. and honorary aunties. And <laughs> it's yeah. tough. Yeah, girl yeah. power. Thank God we power. All the dads that I've,
1: that I've had to yeah. put up with the girlfriends and wives big up to you (laughs) (laughs) everyone all true yeah yeah (laughs) so what's been a surprise positive of lockdown for you
0: I think it's just how (laughs) this is like bigger myself up now it's just how well I've been able to maintain my own mental health yeah um it's always a worry like not knowing like I say, it just it comes in dips and waves at the moment you know I feel I feel fine um but yeah I think it's been able to maintain my own mental health like going out exercising and understanding it a lot more I've surprised myself in, in being able to understand my own body a lot more and it, it's, it's crazy it's crazy what like understanding your own body I think is just being a massive thing for me
1: yeah
0: and it has been a huge surprise because, like I said to you earlier, on, you, you understand when you're gonna when you start feeling a bit, and being able to like remove myself from that situation, and the fact that I'm exercising now, it, it's only like five five ten minutes a day. In like a year before I got
1: pregnant. Oh. This was when we unfortunately had what we call in the industry technical difficulties, and we had to resume the second half. Recording through a different device. So, what Laura is about to answer next is, what would you like someone to do for you when you're having a bad day? <sighs> I just can't work in these conditions. Is
0: someone yeah. just to have Hazel for a couple of days so we can go camping?
1: <laughs> yeah, she's too young
0: to go camping yet.
1: Yeah, you you've you've earned it. You deserve uh, a little break. Like that, so <laughs> yeah. I hope you get to go and camp I've soon. A
0: two-week all-inclusive holiday somewhere <laughs> <warm>. <laughs>
1: One step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think is the best thing you've ever did for yourself?
0: Um, Having Hazel. Yeah. She's she saved me in so many ways. I can't even begin to explain it to you. Oh, um, that's nice. She's, I don't know where I would be with everything that's happened if all my focus hadn't have gone on hazel yeah she's not only been like that for me she's been like that for other people like my mum and my dad she's given people hope i think really and something to look forward to i said my dad has her on a tuesday and he, he loves coming over on a tuesday my mum has her on a friday and she she you know, she longs for Fridays every week, and oh, I think having Hazel has just been. Yeah, she's just been a lifesaver
1: oh, in more okay. ways than
0: one. I don't think yeah. she'll ever realise. So yeah, that's. The, so that's my dog making that noise.
1: Not oh, I just <laughs> <laughs> see that.
0: Having Hazel and oh. obviously the dog as well. She, and you know, there were there were lots of other things that I've I've done in my life. I've, I've been very lucky. Like you know, I've 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 always been able to stay there i've always been able to follow if there's something that i've wanted i've always gone out and done it i've always been very proactive um that's good i've never let anyone stop me doing anything that i want to do and i've always been that way and obviously dean has kind of like reined me in a bit (laughs) which has been great yeah Um, because
1: like with australia i didn't realize what i was Sorry, I, do. I was just gonna say with Australia you were set on going there for ages, weren't you? And you were like committed to David to go and going over no matter what. Obviously you're close to your family yeah. so it would be difficult but you knew you wanted to go and do that, so you've always got that now. Yeah, it
0: wasn't I was obviously in a in a very serious relationship as well at the time and yeah. that was just this was just before I met Dean and I just had it in my head that I wanted to do it. Being young and careless and carefree and you yeah. know, why not? And I'm, I'm so happy that I did that, yeah. really, really happy, but I didn't realise what I was missing until I had Hazel, on. as, as oh. corny as that may sound, or no, it's as feel like it, she has she's just been, it's, it's quite, I, I don't know, it's hard to explain, saved me in so many ways, she's so, she's gorgeous.
1: Everyone says that about is. their
0: own child, but she is. No,
1: she is extra cute.
0: She's, she's funny, I don't know where she gets it from.
1: From you. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. (laughs) So, what's one thing you'd want to tell the younger you?
0: Don't let anyone tell you now. Just, like, basically what we were just saying, just do what what you want to do. You get one life, and what's the point of holding back or... Not doing like what you want to do for the sake of the people because life's too short.
1: Yeah, it really is. Yeah,
0: you know, look at what's happened these last two years. How many people have suffered? Like my sister's at university. Oh. Yeah, she spent the last year at home.
1: Oh, you know, she's so missed robust, out on a isn't while.
0: It? And I just, you know, after this pandemic, like go out be free.
1: Yeah, make the most of it. Do, do
0: what do what young people do. Go out and enjoy your life. Go yeah. and see the world and. You know, don't be afraid of upsetting other people. You you know, your life is your life, and you do what you want to do. and I'm so happy that I did everything that I've wanted to do, because I don't look back and regret anything.
1: No, that would be the worst. I remember that six
0: months I didn't eat meat. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, just don't regret anything. Life, life is far too short, and I think it goes again. I'm I'm going back to another podcast that
1: you did a couple of weeks ago oh, yeah. about people
0: strive to look for the future like they don't live in in the present, tent, yeah. like the present moment definitely like just enjoy your life yeah. right now
1: yeah and de- I
0: have I, I've enjoyed I've, I've had such I've had times where like I said it's been up and down and you know one day I'm laughing and jumping around the next day I'm crying in a ball on the floor <laughs> but I've had I've had a good I've had a good life, you know, like, I've, I've loved doing things, like, I, I've, obviously we had a blast at university, might not yeah. have gone too many lessons,
1: <laughs> but,
0: you know, like, that that year when we all lived together in that that massive house, like, that was such a fond, that's me- like such a fond memory in wow. my mind.
1: We had such good loved parties, it. didn't we?
0: Yeah, and then, obviously, like, all the jobs that I've had that have kind of built me up to doing this job now that I'm in. So I had a bit of a, a moment a few years ago where I thought I'd come back from Australia and I was working in a warehouse like for a retail company and I just thought what am I yeah. doing I'd moved up quite quick within like the job that I was doing but yeah I had like a moment of clarity and thought this isn't the job that I want to do for the rest of my life yeah I'm gonna be a teacher so I did it oh, um, and yeah and I just think just go for everything that you want to do just do it and that's what I tell my younger self and that's what I tell anyone who is young that's what I tell my brother and my sister now because there's 17 years between me and my brother
1: yeah he's 16 at the moment so grab
0: life by the horns and just ride it
1: definitely yeah (laughs) I, yeah, it's good advice. I, I feel really sorry for university students now because they don't get that experience and you know they can't get that time back and it's really sad. I know that some of them can choose to defer but a lot of them will just want to get it done, won't they, and move on from it and live their life. It's sad, it it is sad
0: because they don't get that experience. That half, half the point of going to university and moving away from home because there's open universities now is having that university life experience, meeting yeah, people, socialising,
1: doing, your growing up,
0: learning a lot about yourself, and all that's been taken away. I know. And it, it is sad, because it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to,
1: oh, to sit at home and, yeah. and
0: stew for eight months.
1: Yeah.
0: Doing online lessons when you've been doing that and spent half the money that you've spent doing
1: it. I know. So, yeah, it's it's going to like affect the confidence, isn't it? They're not going to have the same... Experience of like social skills and broadening the horizons, getting out there, meeting new people, and yeah, yeah it, it's a shame. What year is your sister in? uh
0: She's in her second year.
1: Right. So hopefully, so, be all right for next year. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's
0: just a bit. But she's she's a different kettle to fit a fish to me.
1: Is she? In what way?
0: <laughs> in many ways.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's not as carefree as I was. <laughs> No, she's got, a, she's, she knows what she, she's got an end goal
1: yeah. oh, at the university,
0: good. she wants to be an accountant, she's very, you know, she loves the glitz and the glam and the Prosecco life, but she's got a head screwed on when it comes to her end career goal, whereas I just went oh, to university good. just to, I didn't even, I went to do sport, why was I doing sport? Is that what you were like, doing? I really, I f- yeah, I like, I'm the least sportiest person, I know, <laughs> and I went to do sport. But
1: i got a degree out of it so. <laughs> but yeah, like just scrape <laughs> that tutu <laughs> <laughs> well, So many um, people like don't know what they want to do at that age do no, you, you no, don't have like, to decide for the rest why, of your life.
0: why are we made to choose options when we we're in high school to, to set us up then for college and university like i was 28 and i was thinking right what what do I want to do with my life and obviously I've been fortunate enough to to teach a training in the town where I live and then get a job here yeah very very lucky again like it's like the stars nice. aligned for me and it just kind of all fell into place
1: yeah it can all change can't it like you you can change as a person and you things that you're interested in can just evolve and, and you yeah. know I started out wanting to be a journalist and then like the magazine I used to it for folded and I realized that Publishing wasn't going to be like a viable long term goal. It was like a difficult industry to be in unless you wanted to work for free for years practically then i really wanted to make fashion and then i got really interested in mental health care and stayed in that so yeah we can change loads when i was little though i used to always think i'm gonna have loads of different jobs when i'm older so i always knew that i would be bored if i stayed in one thing all my life i mean gosh i think thing. when i was
0: little i think my 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 dream goal was to be um to have a face painting business <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad i didn't stick to that
1: well you never know I was <laughs> social distancing let me just paint your eyes <laughs> Yeah, that might have been um, put on hold for a while. Either that
0: or I have an ice cream van, so neither <laughs> of them have come to pass yet. This time,
1: this time. Uh, well, you know, if you want to be a drag queen, like you say, then you have to get pretty good at face painting, beating people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't even beat my own. No, me neither. i put a bit of eyeshadow on it, like I've got a black eye. <laughs> Yeah, I think I. I always tell myself I'm gonna like watch some YouTube videos or something. Like Victoria Beckham, I always like how her makeup's done. I just can't bother sitting down and learning. How to Me do it. I'm still rocking
0: eyeliner. I think I've rocked eyeliner since I was about
1: sixteen. I'm just like <laughs> this maybe. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, just shove it on. Oh. Um. Okay. So last question: What are your go-to songs that lift your day when you're having a bad day or any day? I've
0: been listening to at the moment. Like if, if I'm feeling a bit down and yeah. I want a song just to sing and have a bit dance to, I usually dance to Bill
1: Withers' Lovely Day. Oh, nice. When song. I wake up in the morning. I'm not going to sing too oh, much, but... Oh, uh, I I like uh, it. You're the first I've one to that do one. that. Um, <laughs> lovely day, lovely day, lovely Oh, do you know yeah, what, actually? Day. That's just reminded me, me and my brother were talking about a song the other day. Do you not think... You probably don't think that because you love the song, but do you not think the end's quite annoying when it goes on for ages?
0: lovely
1: day, lovely day. But, yeah. But then he's like, "Lovely day," and he does that about ten times. <laughs> about, yeah. about thirty Aww. seconds each time. I
0: do like it though. It's just, Sorry. It's just a, it's just
1: Don't mean to slag your song. Oh?
0: When you wake up, it's a it's a sunny song. It's not a rainy song.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Um.
0: And I'm not really one for listening to pop music. Never have been. No. But at the moment, I just keep. We've got an Alexa now. <laughs> We've uh, we folded and got one.
1: We got one for Christmas. Oh, I, I really don't um, want to get one. Go,
0: Alexa, play "Peaches" by Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that song at the moment. Like I just really like get into it, and I'm like, you know, my, my shoulders are going, my <laughs> hey, hands are like this. Yeah. Dean, Dean comes home, he's like, "Are you listening to this song again?" <laughs> yeah.
1: All Is the windows cranked one? open. So, don't know if I know that probably one.
0: Probably
1: <laughs> My, how you've changed. <laughs> I
0: know don't tell anyone, <laughs> don't post this podcast, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there, that, that, Bill Witherset is is a, always been one, and My Girl by the Temptations,
1: oh, that's another one. Yeah, it's a good one. That
0: one. I sing that one in the shower, because the acoustics are really good.
1: Oh God, yeah, shower acoustics are the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I've been deprived of karaoke for a year, so that's the best I'm going to get for now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you
0: love a good karaoke, don't oh, you? Oh, I
1: do. I
0: want that. I want that. Just, just remember it. you singing
1: karaoke? It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> was that my song of choice? Then? <laughs> uh, that used to be your song choice. Oh. There, used, there was the bar, wasn't there,
0: across from where we lived, and they, they did karaoke on certain days, and we all used to like rock up.
1: Yeah, that part.
0: <laughs> with our miss with our mismatched outfits on and <laughs> short cropped
1: hair. Oh god, Black. I was some shockers at uni. I used to wear like <laughs> bright pink tights with. Bright green top, and then like like cut off legging like tights. They were like fluorescent pink. Oh, yeah, we all love that. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm still known to wear a strange outfit or two now. Oh, so am I, don't worry. <laughs> uh, I
0: usually find it and wear, oh, you look interesting
1: today. Interesting. Thanks. Such a backhanded compliment. I've definitely <laughs> had that one a few thanks, times. Thanks very much.
0: <laughs> oh, oh have, you changed, have you changed your hair? Like, now I've just got this really new sparkly top. do you
1: like it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember actually wearing like a gold sequin dress just for uni lecture. Like, you know, when everyone was like obsessed with, Vintage and like when you're at uni, you just start shopping at charity shops. It's like dead cool to yeah. like dressing like k Moss as well because she wore like things like that at the time going to a lecture <laughs> in a fur coat and sequin dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do
0: you remember the fur coat? I think we all had a fur coat.
1: Yeah, I, I had um, a good selection, I think, from those charity shops. Never washed them either. <laughs> <laughs> they must have been no. horrible oh, smell
0: really rusty moth <laughs> yeah. bite like moth thingies in
1: them in the back yeah. you're like oh it's all part of the aesthetic <laughs> it makes them more authentic Yeah, <laughs> yeah. old lady smell um, <laughs> well it was lovely speaking to you anyway Oh, too. Really nice I wish up. I could give you a cuddle. And I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank That's you so funny. much for asking me to do this anyway. I no really problem. appreciate it.
1: No, you were great. It's been
0: nice to speak to someone.
1: Yeah, I know. We'll have to sort something out and finally yeah, get a definitely, reunion definitely. cards.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, if, if they're relaxing social distance in the next few weeks, I've got a babysitter upstairs at the moment, so will yeah. go for a few drinks.
1: Let's fuck it in. Yeah, I'd love that. We can uh, sing some karaoke hopefully.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cut, cut your own
1: ways out. It's been a year, <laughs> but no. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you, Laura. I'll speak to you later. Later. <laughs> See ya. Bye. 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 So there you go. That was Laura. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I thought she just spoke so wonderfully about the issues that she's come across with her own mental health and. The strategies that she has for managing the bad days and lad knows we all need those she just spoke really movingly about her little girl hazel as well and you can tell how much she means to her and it was just nice catching up um i'm not so sure about the memory of the homeless guy being in her bed but um <laughs> that's forever ingrained on in my memory now that's undone all the careful hard work blocking out that memory with kinds of super strength tenants or new fossil brown ale So anyway, I hope you have a good week, whether you're going in a pub or not. And I will see you next time. Bye.